This morning's reflection is about the conceit of self. One of the most prevalent and pervasive ways that this deeply rooted habit of conceit, the conceit of self, binds us and is perpetuated is through the comparing mind. It's a gift to ourselves to begin to wake up to seeing that the process of comparing oneself with others over and over again only perpetuates the learned feeling of being deficient, being inadequate in some way, or the learned feeling of being better than or the very best. We then begin to understand one of the primary reasons why we live with a constant underlying or maybe not so underlying feeling of uncertainty, tension, and stress. It's this conceit of self that usurps the power and the vitality of being really fully present. It's this conceit of self that blocks concentration and mindful awareness of simply and clearly being present with what is. We set ourselves apart, separate ourselves with this conceit, and it's an endlessly unsatisfying, painful process a major source of suffering in this human realm. Another way that the conceit of self can show up in our practice and in our life as our practice is that all too often our idea of what it means to be really honest with ourselves, about ourselves, is often, or at least some of the time, primarily perceived as admitting our weaknesses, admitting our faults, admitting all the unskillful, all the bad things that we've done. And we could actually call this another facet of the conceit of self. Identifying and dwelling in this negative idea of ourself, this negative image of who we are. If we identify and dwell in this, this is how guilt and sorrow and anguish are nurtured. The Buddha instructs us to recognize, acknowledge, and rejoice in ourselves in very simple ways. We can reflect on the ways that we've been of service to and cared for others. Reflect on the choices that we've made that have been absolutely appropriate and wise at any given time. 
we can reflect and rejoice in the times when our heart, our mind, has been clearly present, connected, when the heart has emanated loving-kindness, compassion, or joy in relationship to others. And of course, the possibility of rejoicing in the fact that we've connected, had the great good fortune to meet and connect with the teaching and practices of the Buddha and are here practicing. I think it's really important to take the Buddha's instructions to heart. Rejoicing in ourselves isn't a call for arrogance or a call for self-centeredness, but rather the simple recognition and acknowledgement of our goodness, our success, our healthy human beingness. It's essential to begin to be able to rejoice in ourselves, not in a prideful or in a conceited way, but as a means of generating the respect, love, confidence, and joy, and a sense of well-being in relationship to ourselves that's essential and natural to the awakening mind, the awakening heart. This is an important aspect of cultivating the wholesome mind and the wholesome heart that's essential for the progress of practice to develop, deepen, and blossom as we make our way on the path to liberation. Until we're awakened, until we're liberated, in the Buddha's words, tis the self by which we suffer. 